For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the grounds crew in 91, Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome Browns backers once again. It's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick on Believe in the Browns. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Again, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V, on Instagram and Twitter. Tony, we're past the quarter pole, and while you may be at the game, most of us aren't. But we can still be in on the action at Bet Online. We did okay this week, two and one, both of us over the course of the season. I'm 14 and four. You're 13 and five. So if those folks are putting their bets down at Bet Online, they're making some money. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tony, I, I don't even know if we want to do a rehashing of the game against the Steelers as it seems nothing went right and everything that we could have hoped for to go right went wrong uh i I guess i could say as i hey if football's back the browns are back baby the browns are back they're back they're playing like they've played for the last 20 years that's not what we were hoping for what do you have on the pittsburgh game 
Uh, well, you know, it's just one of those things where I, you know, and I feel like both of us hit the pick, um, you know, last week. I, I, I think unless you, as long as you look at the team with, with just uh, without blinders on, I think just about everybody had to expect that game to be a loss. Okay, I don't think any of us though should have expected it to be a blowout, and. Um, you know, it's it's funny because now when you, you hear, you know, I listen to Browns fans and, um, you, you know, leading up to that week, it was like, oh, this is the year. We're going to beat Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. We got a great team. We, you know, we're going in four and one, blah, blah, blah. And then we leave Pittsburgh completely embarrassed, um, blown out of the game on all facets, uh, in all facets. And um, what do people say now? Well, okay, yeah, we lost to Pittsburgh, but who expected us to be four and two after six games? I mean, <laughs> so it, I mean, so now we're back to this making excuses. Either either we're a, content, a contender or not. We're back or we're not. Um, and, and I think, you know, I'm pretty sure that both of us, you know, said it last week. I don't think we're quite there yet. And to be quite honest, I mean, we're we're very lucky um, so far to uh, to have a schedule where we've played teams that. You know, even the teams like Dallas, where we're, oh my gosh, we went into Dallas and, and, and beat Dallas. I mean, you look at the Cowboys, that, that's a team. Everybody's going into Dallas and winning this year. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, don't want to tear into them too much, but it feels like it's it, it was something that was just loosely bound together and is uh, quickly unraveling, I think. I mean, the only the only saving grace is I think we're going into Cincinnati, and, and, and that's a it's a winnable game. But um, I'm not even sure if I can go 100% as far as we're going to win it. I mean, that's where the team's at. And, and I think we're at a pretty fragile point here because if we, are, if we, if we would happen to lose, and we, we've been saying this since before the season started, if we would happen to lose this weekend and this team or just maybe even face some adversity in this game this weekend, I don't think this team is built to handle it. Uh, the maturity level of our leadership is at a kindergarten level, um, and, and I, I think our coach, uh, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, I'm just saying he's got a lot on his plate. Um, the fact that he's got to try to get this offense going, and his mind's got to be on that 100%, I don't think he has time to really deal with the nonsense um, you know, that's going on in the locker room, and there's a lot of nonsense going on in the locker room, so um, it'll be interesting to see how this, you know, plays out, you know, as we limp into the bye. Um, but as Baker said it yesterday, uh, I mean, never has 4-2 and two felt like 0-6 before. I, I mean, but I really feel like, I don't I don't want to go so far as to say 0-6, but 4-2 and two does not feel like 4-2 and two right now. No, it it's, doesn't. But I don't even want to say limping into the bye, because you could go in with two solid wins, right? If you go in, you beat Cincinnati this week, you beat Vegas next week at home, Going into a bye six and two, even with yes, what I compare this team to is last year's Buffalo Bills, right? You look at that team and they didn't really beat any good teams all season. I mean, they beat Tennessee during the regular season. That was probably the best team they beat. The rest of their wins, the Jets, the Giants, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Washington football team, the Dolphins again, the Broncos, yeah, I guess the Cowboys last year, and then somehow they beat Pittsburgh, but then they've also lost to the Jets. Granted, that was Week 17. They lost to the Browns last year. I mean, that's a team that really, for the most part, 
beat the teams they were quote-unquote supposed to beat, lost to the teams they were quote-unquote supposed to lose to, but still made the playoffs and has used that as a little bit of a building block for this season. I think that's kind of how we have to look at this Browns team is that they're not used to winning and the step up in competition from Cincinnati to Baltimore and Pittsburgh is massive. And they're obviously not there yet. But I think if they can go through the season and beat the teams on the schedule that they're supposed to beat, they can still be a playoff team. I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. But I think if you get this team in a wild card playoff game, even if they lose, right, which we would probably expect them to do. I can't imagine us hosting. Yeah. That's that's a solid building block for a franchise that just has not had those for an extended period of time. And I get it. I, I 100% agree with you that it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on that we we were able to keep under for the first five weeks and is now kind of bubbling up a little bit if – Stefanski is going to be the coach that we hope he can be. He's going to have to learn how to tamp that down and moderate that. And and that's going to be tough because in my opinion, I don't Baker's, you know, not going to be that guy, right? He's not going to be Russell Wilson. Let's be honest. But can he be your Brad Johnson? Can he be your Trent Dilfer? Can he be, you know, a guy that plays well and, and maybe at some point gets you to that point if if the other pieces are there the problem for us is all of those other pieces are on offense whereas most of those other teams all of those pieces were on defense yeah. <laughs> so they were relying on an excellent defense they weren't relying on a quarterback that was slightly below average to put 40 points up a game yeah. and that's that's where the browns the symmetry is a little off for up. this team well and the only thing i mean it, you know I, I think he's more a uh nipsey russell wilson but uh <laughs> um let's just say he's not he's not let's clarify i yeah. said he is definitely not um, but but yeah i think you know this is in and once again i i don't want this i don't want this podcast to turn into a you know into a anti-browns podcast but i having seen this the cyclical nature of this team over the course of the last 20 plus years uh, I mean, we're, we're at that point where we have pieces on offense. On paper, it looks like we should be great. Defense needs work. I mean, we need some huge pieces. Now, here's the thing, though. If 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 Baker, and, and I, I don't want to start pulling the plug on him quite yet, but I think we, we got to start at least reaching for it because uh, – <laughs> I, we got to we, we got to turn it on and back off again yeah, and see if that works yeah, first. You know, I, because I I don't think so. It's it's great when we look at all these this amazing offense we have right going into this season. Well, let's look at that amazing offense because apparently it's being built on a quarterback who probably isn't the guy. Uh, you've got a wide receiver who's probably not going to be with this team by the end of the season. And realistically, I mean, as much as. I will say the man is incredibly talented, right? He has had, honestly, one good game as a Brown. Yeah. I mean, one game where you're like, that guy's an elite receiver. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's time. I, I mean, I feel, and, and we want to get into this portion of the, uh, the, 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 I feel it's time 
and I said this last year, we should have cut ties with him. He is, he, uh, he, and, and just to clarify, we're talking about Odell Beckham. He is not someone you can have, afford to have in your locker room and be a championship team. He is awful. I mean, the, the nonsense with taking the shoes off on the sidelines at, uh, you know, before the game was over, uh, you, you know, undoing the, the shoulder pad, that stuff, that is all a bunch of nonsense. And, and I realized that uh, Stefanski is a first-year coach. Maybe he didn't see what was going on, but somebody needed to point that out, and somebody needed to get him out of there. I, I mean, to me, if I'm a head coach and somebody pulls that nonsense on the sidelines, I'm telling him to just go into the locker room, and then we're going to deal with it, and, and hopefully we would deal with it in a fashion where I'm telling my, my GM or whoever, let's pack this guy up and get him out of here. Because he is... He is, a, I won't even say addition by subtraction. He is subtraction by addition, right? I mean, the fact that we added him to this team, you're looking for a veteran presence, which you would hope would be a mature, reasonable, rational presence. He is not that. He is a baby. He's an infant. Um, it, the stuff that he's doing would, shouldn't be tolerated at any level. And it's a distraction. And, 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 and you, I, I guess you'd almost say, You'd put up with it if, if there was some production, yeah, but it, there's he's had nothing. Seven hundred yard games yeah. since he's been here, yeah. and yeah, there's nothing. I mean, he is. I mean, we we spent money on what could have been, and it has not become. And it's time to cut cut that loose. Well, you bought a Jaguar, right? That's like you know, it's like hey, it's really nice. Uh, every once in a while, but it's in the shop half the time. And not yeah. that he's injured all the time, but he's just not performing yeah. um, up to the level that that you need a quote-unquote number one receiver to perform at. And I think by having him in that role, it's actually detracted from Jarvis's performance oh, yeah. because you feel like you have to get hit OBJ the ball or else you're going to have to deal with quote-unquote the consequences. Whereas Jarvis, you know he's just going to go to work. Yeah. And but by not focusing on him, you're you're taking away touches from a guy that I think arguably could lead to better production for the team as a whole. Yeah. And, and I think I think you got to get rid of him now before the the antics continue and you can still get something for him. Um you know, and I think you could get something for him at this point. I know there's teams out there that are looking for I think if you get anything for him, you're you're doing yeah. all right. Uh, and that's the thing. And people are like, well, you know, what are you going to do from a receiver standpoint? That's fine. You know what? I'd rather go with, go with what we got. I, you know. Exactly. Because you know what? You're running a whole ton of two tight end sets. Yeah. So if you go, if you go too tight and then you only go too wide, that's okay in this yeah. offense, right? You have yeah. to look at the type of offense that you're running. We don't have to run a whole ton of, of three tight end sets. We do have fullbacks on this roster and we have multiple tight ends that are capable i mean heck then why not just split out harrison bryant and make him your third receiver yeah. oh there's plenty of there's plenty of people on the roster that are hungry enough um that i, I think someone would step up and, and fill the void i mean are they going to be the star power quote unquote or any no, but you know not, what? But, but the, the team what? might be more effective yeah I, i'm just i'm just looking for i'm just looking for team players i mean i'm trying to think you know, Tom Brady, Sands, uh, Randy Moss, um, and obviously Edelman. But, I mean, Edelman, I mean, are we going to say he's like a big name wide receiver? I mean, he's a little guy, number three. But, I mean, look at that. Uh, look at the success of that team. It was never predicated on big name wide receivers. It was just predicated on people getting open, running their routes, and, and doing their job. Uh, I mean, you've got a guy that has all the talent in the world, but he 
he's just not doing his job. And, and then when he when he starts in on the antics on the sideline, it just detracts from everything that you're doing. It's not what it's not what we want, not what we need. You've got a young team. Um, you you hate to have people start to think this is the norm. And then the, he can always say, well, you know, I'm acting like an ass because I just want to win. Well, you know, the, the the thing is you acting like an ass is keeping us from winning. And, it, you know. It has an impact. No. Yeah. And I, and I think the challenge is, is when you're looking at it, you know, you you sent the the text the other day, right? The teams that have. What are the Browns, right? They're minus 24 at this point at 4-2. and two. They're the seventh team in NFL history to be 4-2 and two or better through the first six games and still have a point differential of not minus 24 or less. So in the history of the game, there's only been seven teams uh, after six games that are 4-2 and two and have a point differential of negative 24 or less. Um, so... I mean, and all of those teams missed the playoffs. Yeah. Right. The, the the benefit for the Browns is all of those teams were worse than negative twenty four. Right. Negative yeah. twenty nine was the the closest. And with the expanded playoffs yes. this year, you do have one extra slot. Yeah, so, we are doing uh, participation Lombardies mm, this year. Hey, that's uh, that's fine <laughs> with me. I got no problem with that. So so hopefully, but you're looking at it from the standpoint of where is this team? How are they performing? If you're looking at their defensive efficiency numbers. They're 20th in the league out of 32 teams. If you're looking at their offensive efficiency numbers, they're 23rd in the league out of 32 teams. And if you're looking at special teams, once again, uh, they're 31st uh, in the league out of 32 teams. So overall, they're 25th out of 32 teams if you're combining all of those things, offense, defense, special teams, and how they're comparing to, to other teams in the league. 25th in the league is not where you want to be, right? The only teams they're better than, Dallas, <laughs> the Washington football team, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Jets. That is not a grouping you want to be put in with no. necessarily this year. And if you're looking at those teams, hey, win against Dallas, <laughs> win against Washington, win against Cincinnati, so when you're looking at the Browns' schedule, you know it is kind of like I said earlier. It's one of those things where the Browns are are beating the teams they're supposed to be beating, which is hey, that's what you're looking for. You know, surprisingly, they beat uh, Indianapolis, which is fourth uh, yeah. <laughs> overall uh, in the league with with their efficiency numbers. So you know that at least hey, that's a, that's a win you can hang your hat on a little bit. But we got to win this week, Tony. Let's talk about going to Cincinnati. The Bengals came here. The Browns jumped on the Bengals early in that first game. The Bengals scratched and clawed their way back into that. I got a little nervous <laughs> there for a second, right? The Browns were up pretty big. I mean, I'm going to 28-13, right? Chubb scores that touchdown. With you know just about six minutes left in the third quarter, Bengals come back, kick a field goal, then Bengals get a touchdown, <laughs> but then Kareem Hunt you know had the nice play. We had some big plays there, get the touchdown, get the win. What do you think is going to happen 
now that's in Cincinnati. Well, I, I think, you know, in, in Cincinnati, let's not forget, for this Battle of Ohio game, um, they're going to be able to have uh, capacity, 12,000 fans. Um, <laughs> you can see what I did there. Um, no, no. I, I mean, the, the difference in what we'll to keep an eye on, I think if we're going to keep an eye on one thing this week, would be the fact that Joe Mixon did not practice yesterday. He he was injured, had, uh, um, suffered a foot injury in the, uh, the their last game and about midway through the game. And if you look at that first game, uh, Joe Mixon, um, I mean, he he was the difference uh, in, yeah. in, in what you know keeping them in that game. I mean, it certainly wasn't a Joe Burrow effort. That being said, Joe Burrow has progressively gotten a little bit better each week, uh, incrementally gotten better each week. And um, I mean, so, he still threw. I mean, he threw for three hundred yards and three touchdowns in that game against yeah, us. Yeah. I mean, so it's not like, you know, I mean he he had a great game. Yeah. I mean, granted, completion percentage wise, not necessarily. I mean, thirty seven for sixty one, but yeah. But you know, it was one of those things too. Where I think a lot of those yards may have been when we had the lead and we were just letting them. Well, I don't want to say we're letting them throw the ball. I mean, I think we we, we <laughs> pretty much let everybody throw yeah, the ball. We don't have the ability to stop anybody, but but we were extra letting um, uh, him do it. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, so that that to me is the key. I think if if Joe Mixon is back and and um, he's at least remotely healthy, I think it, it doesn't bode well for this team because we're we're just um, I mean, we're just, we're just not good on defense and stopping the run, and, and it's not like Joe Mixon. Is uh, you know a name that's bandied about uh, you know in the preseason as being someone you know you should be worried about, but man, he has had our number the last you know two three years. He has definitely had our number um, when he's played the Browns, and um, I think he'd be the difference maker. I still think even if he's in, we should win this game. Um, but but I think if he's in there and he's even remotely healthy, it'll be close. It'll be very similar to the first game. But we should win this game. Uh, I I don't e- even though it's in Cincinnati and they've got their you know the jungle advantage <laughs> or whatever we got going on down there. Um, I I still think we should win this game, um, and we should win it handily. I mean I mean if if our offense gets clicking, you know, and and if and if. Uh, Baker sticks to his word, and, and he's just he's just going to focus on getting better because that's his job, and, and and that's what he's going to do. And I don't know. So ho- so hopefully, if he sticks to that, and that they're working on it, um, we should go in there and we should walk away with a, a, a game very easily. Um, should yeah. should though should I'm saying I'm not saying you know we should we'll see what happens. Well, and that and that's the thing. I mean, if you're looking at it from the standpoint, you know of the two teams, I think, obviously, the Browns have more talent. They have performed better than the Bengals this year. Burrow does scare me a little bit, though, because he has gotten better pretty much every week. you know. And, yes, he's put up some big numbers, and they've consistently been behind. I mean, you know, they're 1-4-1, and one, so it's not like he's been lighting it up so much that – but – Hey, that game in Cincinnati in Indy last week, they yeah. they really should have beat Indy too. Oh, yeah. Um from that standpoint, that that defense really hurt them. Uh from a Bengals standpoint. And I really think they're looking at this game as as this could be a game where, you know, they stake a little bit of a claim to, hey, we're going to be able to bounce back. We're going to we're there's going to be a Bengals resurgence. Uh, 
Because if you look at their their bottom half of the schedule, you know, their bye week is week nine as well. You know, yeah, they opened with Pittsburgh in week 10, but then they have the Washington football team, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, you know, four weeks in a row right there. You know, if they can get a win here against Cleveland, play Tennessee tough, play Pittsburgh tough coming out of the bye, there's a nice run there for them that I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or even be 500, but I think building for the 2021 season, that's going to be their focus. And I think this is the start of that. Do I think they're going to be able to pull it off? No, I don't trust their defense just like I don't trust the Browns' defense. And I I do trust the Browns' talent on offense, even if I don't trust necessarily some of those individual pieces. Yeah. Um, I do trust our coaching staff, though, as well, to, to attempt to make sure, especially against teams that, again, they should quote-unquote beat, um, to make the right decisions and put people in the right places. So it comes down to, Tony... I think we're both going with the Browns, straight up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. The spread is three and a half. So the Bengals are getting three and a half. Who you got? I'm taking the Browns. I'm, I, well, I'm taking the Browns. I And the three and a half. Taking the Browns, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving Cincinnati the three and a half. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably gonna do the same and then on the over under, I don't before you even say it, I'm taking the under. It's fifty. I'm taking the under. Taking the under. Yeah. All right. I am am taking the over. Um and and I I take it almost for the the reason that I I wanted to take I, I said I said I wanted to take the under last week, but given what I had said earlier in the season, I'm taking the over. I might violate that at some point. Um, given last week because I really, really wanted to take the under last week because, I again, I didn't think the Browns' offense was going to perform. However, they came through. This, yeah. This, <laughs> well, not in the way I wanted to because I actually did take the yeah. over, right? Well, at least for the podcast, yeah. right? Um, I don't think this Bengals defense is, right, the, the Pittsburgh uh defense uh and i i well i do think the browns defense is you know probably not gonna hopefully give up as many points to the Bengals as they gave up to the steelers because the Bengals offense is not quite the steelers offense i could see a, a very similar repeat to what we saw the first time these teams met and the first time they met they hit 65 um with an over under at 50 i i feel confident taking the over this week yeah i just well for me i just think if if mixon's out i don't see them getting 30 points this time around um but we'll see i mean we'll see i mean mixon was in i mean and you know i think he had some good runs but i mean his numbers weren't massive no Uh, but they were getting their first downs Uh, i mean yeah you know when they needed if they needed three he got them four you know as as opposed to um you know his backup they need three he'll get them two uh, <laughs> um, the, the, the one the, the one question I have, and it's kind of um, I don't know. Uh, let's say let's say Cincinnati ends up winning this game, and Joe Burrow just has a lights out kind of you know welcome to the show performance. Um, 
I mean, does Odell go in the locker room after the game and give him a handful of money? Uh, I he mean, already I, did that. He already did that. I don't know if he would repeat uh, that, uh, if he's going to do that for well, everything. Yeah, I think only if he wins the Super Bowl or so. Only big games, yeah, right? You do well, this the is the Battle only, of Ohio. Right? Oh, okay, yes, yes. I think there's a, is there a cruise ship or... They are in the Queen City. There are some riverboats down in Cincinnati, right? You yeah. can go gambling. Is there a bronze um, riverboat that we're playing for? Is that <laughs> so, yes. Odell and his uh, two-year ban from... Uh, LSU uh, imposed by the organization, uh, by the university, uh, but just another example of the quality of character that we, that we have in the locker room as our as our adult leader, quote unquote. Um, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's 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 one of those things where. Uh, how about this? Do that behind closed doors. Like, you can still give those guys the money. Like, I'm not a big fan of the NCAA, so feel free to give those guys the money whenever you want. But how about you just do it behind closed doors? Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's a same. It's actually more effective yeah. if you do it that way because then they get to keep it versus the, oh, let me make a big show and let me make myself the center of attention. How about you do the work the right way? You get the result you yeah. want as opposed to, uh, trying to be you, fancy yeah. and then getting everybody in trouble and not actually getting the result that you yeah. wanted to get. Well, I always think, uh, you know, my thought was, how about maybe winning your own national championship when you were at LSU and then, you know, you'd have been fine. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Didn't they win one when he was I don't there? Think they they win one when they were there? I don't think there? so. Fact check that. Well, let's fact check. Let's fact check. I don't believe he won one. If he did, I, I, I will... Uh, I will not admit I'm wrong. We'll just edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> he started the 2012 championship game in his first year and won the Proud Browning. So did they win the 2012 national championship? Uh, they did not. They lost to Alabama 21 nothing. So, uh, yes, they did play in the national championship game during his time, but he did not win a national championship during his time. So uh, yeah. give you the, we'll give you the kudos on that one. I wonder who slipped him cash in the locker room after that game. Oh, I probably, know. I don't know, was Booger McFarland there, right? Uh, uh, so. <laughs> Booger McFarlane. Hey, I worked with Booger down in Tampa. He was always he was always nice to me. He's he's an interesting anyway, person. I don't I've never I've never a, I've never met a guy named Booger I didn't like. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, we've gone off the rails here, yeah, folks. Probably said too much. Uh, so we got it with both of us taking the Browns, mm -hmm. both of us giving the points. Yes. Tony taking the under. Going with the under. I'm taking the over. He's trying to catch up, folks. Yeah, I, I should have done it last week. I mean, I need I need to gain separation. Yeah. Well, you got to get even before you can gain separation, or maybe you're trying to gain separation the wrong way. Uh, here, so so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, we're both kind of curious to see. I I'm most curious really in this game to see how Drew Burrow does perform. Actually, that is the thing I am most curious about this game. I think I'm I have a pretty good handle on how this Browns defense is going to perform, how this Browns offense is going to perform. But I am interested to see how, how Joe Burrow performs because if he really, like you said, if he really steps up and, and has a, if he has another game like he did the first game, yeah. then, you know, kudos to Bengals fans because that's going to be a great pick I think, for you I think even if he has a game like he had last week, I mean, he had a pretty good game last week. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah. 
yeah, it's uh, it's a little sad. So mm-hmm. to, to see that going on down there and well, and not sure. seeing the struggles we have up here. <laughs> at some point, though, I think both teams, at least, I think they're headed in the in the right direction. Um, I, I see that Cincinnati. I think they have their quarterback for the future. So I mean, as long as you have that, you can build around it. Um, here in Cleveland, I mean, maybe Case Keenum is our quarterback of the future, um, but I don't think Baker Mayfield is. Um, but we'll see this weekend. Who knows? He may prove me wrong. So I hope he does. I hope know. he comes out and lights it up. Uh, but I think it's going to be another, you know, sixty percent completion, two hundred and twenty yards. You know, maybe two touchdowns, maybe a pick, um, which you know, again, aren't horrible numbers, but that's, yeah. you know, that's par for the course in the modern NFL. That's that's average to below average quarterback play, um, and and I think that's largely what we've been getting, been getting all year, and I think to a certain extent that's why some of the guys are getting frustrated. I'm not going to put it all on um, Baker, but I'm not going to put it all on other guys necessarily being prima donnas as well. Um, so. So it's, no. it's, it's going to be a challenge. You know, that's his job, though, is to keep everybody happy. And Stefanski had to know that going in. You know, it's the beauty of having all these weapons is you have all these weapons. The curse is you, you've got to get them all the ball. You have to get them all involved or you're going to have guys starting to drift, especially guys with, with fragile egos. Yeah. Um, and, and they knew that going in. So, I, I mean, you know, hey, I'm not saying it's an easy job, but that's the job of Kevin Stefanski. He's got to find a way to keep – guys involved and, and I mean um, you know I thought they, they did a great job of doing some imaginative things against the Cowboys some great stuff against the Colts but man that uh, that game against the Steelers there was zero imagination there I mean that was well I mean um, it, it's tough to have imagination when you can't even you know no. convert what fourth and no. three inches no. uh, you know as they did several times they they just got blown off the ball on every short yardage play yeah i mean just utterly destroyed i mean it was like a you know an nfl team up against a high school team at yeah. some of those points on those key plays and it was it was sad i as well as the offensive line has played or did play the first five weeks of the season even against the baltimore you know, even in the baltimore game where they didn't necessarily obviously put up the points the pocket was pretty clean and guys had some running lights like they were shut down quickly yeah. and that's a kudos to the the defense not necessarily poor blocking on the offense yeah. the offensive line was atrocious on sunday so let's hope that against the Bengals they turn that around yeah. if not um if not we'll be four and three and tony who would have thought we'd be four and three at this point in the season right with the vegas raiders coming into town yeah so (laughs) vegas raiders we'll see how it happens and then yeah we got our vegas lines we got the vegas raiders coming it's 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 all coming together tony so browns backers we'll talk to you next week hopefully about the five and two browns we're both predicting that and i uh think we're gonna be right tony i got a feeling got a feeling <laughs> all right jump check for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.